Okay. y'all get ready for another edition of news and trends with your host dave and lynn welcome 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 to news and trends with dave and lynn this is one of your hosts mr david coker proprietor of dave mark inc promoter event planner music management, marketing specialist, and all-around good guy. I'm hanging out with Mr. Leonard Young. What's happening, sir? Hey, Dave. Everything is going good. This is Leonard Young, CEO of National Black Guide, DelawareBlack.com, Black Media Specialist and all-around good guy. Everything's going good, Dave. No no complaints. You know, uh, trying to uh, still trying to goal set for this 2024 that's among us. Yeah, I know. Um, when you when you make all that um moolah this year and um make it work to to uh, build your vacation home and you know build my home for me. Yeah, yeah, we got to make sure that, that happens for us this year, man. So, well, what they you know they said they said the real currency is is your health. So I'm I'm gonna focus <laughs> on the real okay, currency yeah, this okay. year. All right. I'm, I'm going to try to make, make all the health money I can. Right, right. Okay, well, um, well, I, I guess I can't complain with that, even though, um, you know, I guess I, I, I can appreciate it a little more than you. Mm-hmm. I got, um, you know, my, my um, 365, uh, 365 days around the sun is coming up again next month. And, uh, you know, so always got to look forward to being able to say, huh, I made it one more year, you know, so, yep. so. you got anything special planned for this year? Um, trying to see if we can work on something. I, um, I will probably be making an announcement about that um, soon, soon, because um, we're trying to see if we can get that finalized. Um uh, course with everything that's going on you never know so uh um you know so we'll see we'll see um probably by our next show i can i could probably say for sure whether or not hopefully uh after talking to people involved to see if we're going to do anything gotcha okay yeah um so the um um you know we we had a little sprinkling of snow this past weekend and i don't know i don't know leonard i think we're gonna get some snow this year man i mean i i hope so you know the, the last couple of years it kind of it, it kind of toyed with us and yeah i mean and they wait way back when they said that this was going to be a bad winter so yeah yeah i think you know it's kind of taking this time really getting excuse me really getting cold but um you know we've had cool days but we haven't had real cold days yet Mm -hmm. i mean you know so but i think that's about to change soon so um so i guess we'll see 
see what happens, but I think we we will be getting some snow sometime soon. Um, if we can, I, I, I think this month and next month will be the two months that would kind of dictate where we're going. So we'll see what happens. So, um, happy new year to those because we didn't get a chance to say happy new year to anybody, you know. <laughs> I'm not going to say whose fault that was, but anyway, um, but happy new year to everyone. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I've been hearing debates about how long you should keep saying happy new year to people. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? Well, well, hold on. So Dave, what, I mean, what is the debate about? Cause I almost feel like anytime in the first two weeks of January, when you first see somebody it's okay, but have you heard different? Well, people have been saying that after the first week, um, you should probably stop saying it. But then, I don't know. I I guess I've been different because if I don't see, if if I don't bump, it's one thing. There's certain people or certain groups of people that you see on a regular basis. Um, If you don't see all of them in the first month, of the new year, then I still think it's acceptable to say happy new year in that first month. Right. Of course, so it, it also coincides with being able to start writing the date without putting 23, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, cause once you start getting it in your head, it's not 23 anymore. And you stop writing it. Then you, you, you stop saying happy new year. <laughs> That's the way yeah, I look I- at it. Yeah, I, I agree. Today was the first day I wrote 2024, mm-hmm. and I consciously made sure I wrote the right year. Yeah, yeah, you know. But you know, a lot of people, a lot of people do. They'll, they'll, they'll say, they say, okay, we know what he meant. <laughs> you know that type of thing. You know, because they they know it's the be it's the beginning of the month, uh, year and so forth. And so they see 2023. They kind of give you a pass on it because they know what's going on. So, but um. But for those, uh, like I said, we didn't get a chance to say Happy New Year to you. And uh, we just wanted to make sure that we said that. Unfortunately, our year kind of started off on a somber note. And we have to um, give our brother some love. Um, We've been kind of filling you guys in on our our um, friend and um, you know partner, Mister um, Tim Baird, or we know him as T- DJ Tim Doll. That's the voice you hear in the beginning and the end of our show. Um, unfortunately, his you heard us talk about his daughter. Um, unfortunately, this past weekend she lost her fight with cancer. And we just want you to keep him in prayer and his family in prayer as they go through um, the loss of his daughter. And, you know, um, I'm sure him and his wife are listening, Um, you know, of course, from our show to you guys, um, you know, um, our, our sincere condolences to the loss of your family. And, um, you know, keep your head up and, you know, we're here for you, whatever you need. Okay. Anything you want to add to that? 
Yeah, you know, I mean, definitely just want to send out prayers and strength. Um, you know, I think that was, you know, um, something that we were hoping would not happen. And, you know, um, DJ Tim Dog is really, really a great person. He's very caring. And I think if he considers you a friend, you know, you are a lucky person. And, you know, Dave, when, when you told me the news, you know, my heart dropped. And, uh, you know, so if anyone knows them, you know, keep them in your prayers. You know, if you see him around, just, you know, be understanding of what he's going through. And, you know, I think a lot of times we try to bombard people, um, you know, out of what we think is helpful. But, you know, um, you know, you know, anyone who knows him, just be mindful. Keep them in your prayers. And, um, you know, we're wishing our best for, you know, the strength of him and his family. That is that is um, definitely, definitely true. And, um, yeah, um, let's keep him uplifted. And if you see him, give him a hug. I'm sure he would appreciate it. And, you know, the story that she fought actually was almost like uh, like a memoir, you know, as far as, mm-hmm. you know, from the moment that he started talking about it until it ended. But, um you know, she fought a good fight and she was, you know, everybody was content with what ended in the past because it was, she wasn't going to let this take her out. She decided to, you know, handle it herself. So as far as being able to go out on our own terms, let's put it that way. So, okay. So, um, we just wanted to make sure you guys were aware because it's funny before we came on the show, Leonard, there was somebody that just texted me and asked how she was doing. So, um, and I had to let that person know, uh, or one of our Texas listeners, Claudette. Sure. So, you know, so, um, just wanted to, uh, make sure that everyone was aware of that, you know, so, all right. So, we're going to get into our stories and our first story, you know, it's hard to believe that we're still dealing with stuff like this. Um, I saw the story and I just said, wow, this is crazy. But uh, the story is about a black family scared after car painted with the N word over a ledge parking spot. So this is the story. Um, according to KTLA San Pedro native Reginald Scott says his red Ford Mustang was vandalized between Christmas and New Year's Day. The suspect sprayed, uh, spray painted a large message on the side of Scott's car that read Merry Christmas N-word. I couldn't believe this happened to me in San Pedro, um, Scott told um, KTLA. The suspects also painted swastikas on the bumpers of the vehicle, and the tires were also slashed. It's just wrong because they flattened the tires, they damaged it. Paul Prius, the victim's neighbor, said, it's just something you don't want to see every day because 
what if that could have been my vehicle? Reginald Scott also told the publication that the vandalism could have been retaliation for parking in front of a neighbor's house. Even if you're parked where you're not supposed to be, I don't think that gives you the right to spray paint somebody's car and call them a racial slur. Scotty's son um, told KTLA, that's hurtful. This isn't the first time that Scott's car has been vandalized in the neighborhood and his family is terrified that things could continue to escalate. Scott told KTLA that he's been targeted twice before by vandals, including someone setting his truck on fire two years ago. He also told a story from Halloween about getting his tires cut once before. They cut my truck tires and sprayed some stuff all over it to where I think they're starting to up it and we're starting to get scared about being here. Scott's wife worries that Manus could get bolder and says she's concerned for their children's safety. She doesn't want the doors to be unlocked. Scott says she's pretty much on high alert. Scott has fell, uh, filed a police report in hopes that police will catch the suspects. In the meantime, the family has created a GoFundMe to help repair the damages to the vehicle and help the family cope during this stressful time. This is uh, very sad. Um, you see you see the picture of the car there, Leonard? Uh, no, I don't. Oh, okay. If you pull up the story, it's they they definitely this is a uh, I think it's a Shelby Mustang, and they definitely painted it. I mean, they they messed it up pretty bad um, with the, the 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 language that they did, and uh, it's really a shame that the family had to has to endure this. Now, I understand having a problem or issue with a person if they park in front of somebody else's house, and you know people know that that parking space is not their parking space or people are pretty territorial in neighborhoods. I mean, fortunately, fortunately enough, we're not like you and I live in neighborhoods. That's not like that, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, I come from a neighbor, I come from the city and the city there, you know, they're territorial in the city. Yeah. But you know, uh, but even Dave, to be honest, in neighborhoods like ours, you know, I mean, it, it could happen too. Cause I, I could say I don't know my I don't know all my neighbors. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, but we have parking spaces. You know what I mean? That we places we can park. Right. This might be a neighborhood that might not have those type of privileges where you park on the street and you park where you can. And I can't, you know, I come from them kind of neighborhoods, so I understand that. Um <clears throat> um I used to live in Wilmington and there was a neighbor of mine If she could park anywhere on the street. She felt like it, but don't park in front of her house. If you park mm-hmm. in front of her house, you're going to have a problem. You know right. what I mean? So, so people are just territorial like that. And, you know, um, it's really a shame. But then when you take it to another level and you vandalize somebody's car, first of all, you know, this guy got, you know, the way his car is painted, it's like, 
you know, he has a racing strike going down the center of his car. It's a Mustang. Yeah. It's, I, you know, I, I, I brought up the picture, so I see it. Man. Yeah. That's you, crazy. You know, so that's that paint job, you know, that's going to cost him some money to get that repainted, you know? Um, and, and, and to cut the tires too. And I know those tires ain't cheap for those cars. So, you know, that's, that's really messed up, you know, instead of just talking to the person and saying, you know, Hey, look, you know, yeah, you know, you parked in front of the house. Is there a particular reason, you know, or, you know, if it's blocking a driveway or something like that, you know, you could talk to the person and try to get that straightened out. Yeah. I mean, you know, but uh, that's really crazy to go and do all of that. And and first of all, when I'm trying to figure out how they did it without being seen. Because yeah, somebody I mean, that, had to see them do it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I guess they don't have, well, I guess they don't have a security camera or, you know, our favorite friend, the ring camera out there to pay attention to what's going on out there in the neighborhood. But, you know, um, unfortunately, you know, and the people that probably do know probably ain't going to say anything, but, um, but hopefully if they know who it is that they've done something to, well, I don't know. They probably haven't because they seem to be really fearful of what's going on around there. Maybe they're in one of those neighborhoods that uh, maybe if they tell somebody tells somebody, mm-hmm. gonna, right. it, it might get I might worse, get after. So. Yeah, yeah. So, but I saw the story and it's just, I, I just said, well, you know, here we are. You know, we're 2024 and we're still dealing. You know, these these issues about race and everything and the tension, the race, racial tension. You know, it's really real, and we have to be really mindful, especially in these neighborhoods where, you know, we have mixed races living amongst each other, you know. So, um, so, but I just wanted to bring that to people's attention to just, you know, yeah, I guess we always got to stay woke. You know what I mean? We always got to pay attention and we always got to stay woke. Now, I would probably suggest to them they get a camera where they can get you know, um, get stuff on tape, you know, if they don't have one to get stuff on tape that shows what may have happened, you know, when this kind of thing happens, you can catch them in the act. But it's really a shame that somebody would, you know, vandalize somebody else's property just to make a point and then to be, you know, throwing racial slurs out there. That's just not cool these days. It really isn't. Yeah, so. I, I agree. And, you know, Dave, um, I, I do agree with you. I mean, it's now it's not hard for me to believe that people feel a certain way. But for people to actually take action and, you know, purposefully, you know, say these racial, you know, statements, that's what still amazes me. Because, I mean, even though in this case they, they were did not get caught by cameras, there's cameras everywhere. You know, yeah. have, have you watched some of these crime shows where the police yeah. go afterwards and, mm-hmm. you know, th- there's cameras on top of cameras that we didn't know were Was there. That? So, yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, and, you know, like e- even I think about them like they thank God we're not thieves because, you know, I think thieving back in the day was a lot easier than it is now. You know, now cameras are everywhere. 
people are always recording. You know, they, you know, anywhere you go, something crazy happened. The first thing people are doing, breaking out their cell phones. So um, it is kind of amazing that they were able to, um, you know, mark up that car and nobody saw anything. Um, so, I mean, you know, hope, hopefully, you know, something comes of it, but possibly not. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true because um, I'm sure somebody saw him do something. I mean, of course, we know somebody knows something. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if they had. Excuse me, I wouldn't be surprised if they have an idea who it is. They just probably, you know, haven't said anything, you know. So, yeah. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens with this story. Uh, hopefully they do get some justice. Um, they started a GoFundMe page to try to help with the, you know, getting the damages done, um, uh, fixed on the car because I'm sure, I'm sure that's a lot of money to get that car painted and, and to get the tires replaced. So that's another thing too, slashing the tires. How do you do that without being seen too? You know, so yeah, I mean, you know, so it's, it's, yeah. Well, hopefully they'll get some kind of reprieve on that, and and maybe the cops will step in and keep it from happening again. Or, you know, maybe they're just trying to get them to move out in the neighborhood. And sometimes you got to take the hit. <laughs> you know, it may be good to get out of there if it's if yeah. it's you know. It, but if it's just one bad apple, you know, then you got to get them out of there. You know what I mean? So Yeah, nah, I definitely yeah. agree with that. Yeah, so. All right. So we'll keep you posted on that story. All right, let's move on to our next story. Yep. So the, the next story I, I saw today, and I think it's uh, semi-accurate and semi-misleading at the same time. So it says that the title of the story, this was a Newsweek story, said Donald Trump is poised to win more black votes than any Republican in history. And the article goes on to saying that according to a national and swing state poll reviewed by reviewed by Bloomberg, the former president and GOP frontrunner had between 14 and 30 percent of the black vote share as the country heads into an election year and is saying that um, the record for the percentage of black vote was um, in 1960 presidential election when Richard Nixon won 32 percent of the black vote um, as a Republican. And, you know, so it was kind of funny hearing that because I'm like, okay, Dave, I know that, you know, there are a lot of black people who, you know, they may not be as vocal, but there are a lot of black people who are voting for Trump. And, and you know, Dave, it's even weird. A lot of the celebrities, black celebrities, you know, like I, I hear about a lot of the rappers saying, oh, I'm voting for Trump. You know, like um, Kodak Black, Lil Wayne, Kanye West, you know, those are people who have kind of been Trump supporters. So I'm not necessarily surprised, but when I put it on, um, I had posted this on National Black Guy today and everybody was saying, no, that's a lie. You know, nobody's voting for Trump, blah, blah, blah. Um, so before I give you my my thoughts on it, what I mean, what what do you think? Can can you believe that 
you know, Trump may reach a record number of black votes for this this um, coming well, election? I I wouldn't be surprised. Um, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that is the case. But he, you know, when you go back, you mentioned Nixon and back during that time, the 32% of the vote. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, thirty-two percent of the vote that he got, it was it, it was a different day and time back then because there were a lot of black Republicans back during the sixties and and the seventies and so forth. I remember my mother was a Republican back then, and because she was a Republican, I voted Republican when I first started voting because back then the Republicans kind of ran everything back then. Um, yeah. Um, and they had, you know, they kind of ran, they kind of held that 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 presidential seat for a while. Fast forward to today, um, you know, Trump is Trump has has had a lot of connections to a lot of famous people, and these um, hip hop artists that are siding with him, well, basically. You know, he kind of promised them if he gets in the office that he would take care of them on the tax break side, you know, and that they would they would make out better with him as a president um, and getting that tax credit and, you know, not having to pay the high taxes that, you know, that they would pay otherwise. And that was one of the things that he was promising them. And that's why a lot of those people were following him, you know, um, because even not remember Ice Cube was even on board with that oh, at one yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So, so, um, so that was the reason that they were trying to. And keep in mind, he's a celebrity himself, and so it would also. Well, he wasn't paying any taxes, but it would also help him too, you know. So, um, so he definitely was coming across as being that type of guy for them. Now. The people that vote for him, though, that are of color, you have to. I wonder if those are people that are coming from certain areas, like down south, mm-hmm. um, you know, in Mississippi and, you know, Florida and maybe uh, Alabama and those kind of states down there. Um, I don't think he would get that kind of support up here in a lot of the eastern states. Um, you know, he I don't think he would get as much um, minority support in these areas. But because he didn't win these areas before. You know what right. I mean? So, uh, so that's the only thing. But see, the oh, you also got to look at it this way, too. The 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 um political landscape is so bad right now. I mean, <laughs> if you look at the choices we have as far as the presidential races are concerned, who who do we really have to choose from? I mean, Democrat, we don't got nobody. <laughs> no choice. Yeah, well, you know, that's a whole nother story. And, and you know the Republicans, we got him, 
And that all depends on which states are going to let him run and, you know, and right. so forth, you know. So, I mean, it's, it's a, the landscape is really, really bad. You figure they can't find anybody to step up to be a, a great candidate for this position. It's, it's really, it's really a shame that we don't have that at this point. So here we are. We're trying to, um, we're trying to, to figure this out and we got to deal with guys like him and so forth and so forth. And it's really a mess, man. I, I know he won't, uh, I can tell you for sure. He won't get my vote. <laughs> yeah. I understand. He won't but, get my vote. Yeah. So, you know, the reason why I also agree with the article that he may have the most amount of black voters is because if Democrats are staying home and they're not going to be voting because I, I have heard a lot of people say, you know, I'm not, vo- you know, I'm not voting for Trump because he's a Republican and I'm not voting for Biden because he ain't done nothing for him. <laughs> if that's the case, if we have Democrats who are not voting, that increases the percentage of black voters who are already voting for Trump. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I, it's, it's kind of like a default where it's like either you know, you're going to vote for Biden or you're not going to vote. And by not voting, the percentages of Trump black supporter goes up automatically. So yeah. the, the the question is, and, you know, I'm curious your thoughts. Do you think there's going to be a large number of black people who are not going to cast a vote for president? I think this election will see the numbers go down as far as black voters are concerned, mm-hmm. as opposed to the last big election. Um, remember, we came out in record numbers for that last election, uh, presidential election. Uh, people voted. A lot of people, there were a lot of people voted for the first time, you know, that time. Um, so forth, because they were trying to to keep Trump out of office. I don't think we're going to have that this time. I think a lot of there's going to be a lot of people who probably just want to say, I don't care. I'm not voting, Mm -hmm. you know, and then we those who are conscious enough to to vote and they go and put um, they vote for the Democratic side of the ticket, then they're doing it just as a, a deterrent to to what is the other alternative, which is voting, you know, for him and the Republicans. If he, you know, if he's going to be the actual candidate, um, prime, excuse me, the Republican candidate, then people are going to try not, they're going to, they're going to vote a lot. Hopefully a lot of Democrat, um, they'll vote Democrat to avoid from voting for him. Right. Um, I just think that there's going to be the the thing about the black voters is going to be centralized. Certain states are going to be heavily influenced by him when it comes to those black voters who vote for him. But like I said, it all depends on the demographic that those states are in, because I think that's where it will make all the difference. So, yeah, he could have an uptick as far as the number of voters. And then, you know, we got a lot of people that probably will switch sides because they're not happy with Biden. But whether it's going to be enough to get him in the office, 
I don't think that's going to happen. Right. Yeah. We so, shall see. We'll, we'll look. We'll see when he goes to do his little speeches. How many black mm-hmm. people are in back of him? <laughs> <laughs> um, paid, paid or unpaid? Yeah. Well, there you go. Or sea fillers. How many sea fillers he has right. back there? You know. So, because we know, we know it's always going to be somebody like right up front. You know, mm-hmm. you know where they could clearly be seen, and they'll be smiling and, and nodding their head to everything. You know that he says. You know so. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, um, you guys are listening to News and Trends with Dave and Len. We want to thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Uh, moving on to our next story, uh, the story of the week, <laughs> you know, that just keeps on giving. Um, just, uh, I'm I don't know if, if every all of you guys have been under a rock or not, but there was a pretty interesting interview that was just done. Um, for those who may not have heard, uh, Shannon Sharp, pro football ex pro football player, Hall of Famer, uh, has a podcast called Club Shayshek. A lot of people probably didn't know that before this particular interview, so. Um, he, but his podcast is actually one of the top podcasts in the country, and he brought on a certain comedian by the name of Cat Williams, everybody's favorite bad boy. And Cat Williams, man, came in and just dropped bombs all over the place. You know, Cat uh, Williams definitely had an agenda. You know, he came on that show. And he just started talking about everybody. Poor Shannon. I felt so bad for him because Shannon was trying to stop him from talking about people. And Cat would stop for a little bit and then just go back in again. So this particular um, part of that's what, well, basically what I wanted to talk about was there was a thing that said, uh, why you mad? Shannon Sharp addresses Club Shay Shay shade after Cat Williams' interview because apparently he got some shade for doing the interview. I never said I was a journalist is what he said. Uh, let me just give you a little bit of backdrop. So while still going uh, viral uh, from a sit-down with Cat Williams, Shannon Sharp addressed critics wondering why they were really mad. When Shannon Sharp departed uh, Undisputed, which he co-hosts with Bay. Uh, Skip Bayless, we knew his future was bright and certainly hit new heights. His conversation with Cat Williams on Club Shay Shay went viral and reached as far and wide as imaginable. It went so viral that nine social media users who usually find out about contents week later um, knew about the podcast, which currently has over 33 million views. Think about that. 33 mm-hmm. million views. Um, um, and, and Dave, that, that's not even counting the replays on social media. Oh, that's media. not the reposting and all of the stuff that's been done, you know, but that was just people just tuning in just to see the, the interview. Um, um, it says that the one downside to going super viral is the criticism from those who could never do what you have done 
And while some criticism is warranted, some of it is baseless. Social media haters instantly attacked Sharp for not stopping Cat, while he was continuously slandering their favorite comedians, and some were offended. Uh, were offended a viral in- interview happened with a person who is not a real journalist. With that in mind, Shannon took time to, um, during his Nightcap po- um, podcast with uh, Chad Ososinko, um, former football player, to address the chatter. He said, they said Shannon took the criticism with a grain of salt. And this is what he said. Sometimes the, the only success they get to taste is taking a bite of, out of use, Sharp said um, at the 47-11 mark. Leave him alone. I'm doing what I'm doing, obviously. 27 million people thought enough, like, oh, he's sitting down with cats. Word of mouth, maybe they saw a snippet or something. Maybe I need to sit down and watch this. It's two hours and 46 minutes and five seconds. When was the last time somebody sat down for a non-sporting event, two hours and 46 minutes and five seconds, and watched and listened? Well, I'm going to say this. When I first heard about it, I said, uh-oh, I got to listen. <laughs> you know, I, I was on it, man. I was like, I said, because you wonder, you know, for any of us who know Cat, Cat Williams, Cat Williams has had a very interesting career. You know, he's a funny guy. You know, he's a character. But we also know that Cat, Cat has his idiosyncrasies. And there's been a lot of craziness around Cat's career as well. Um, he's been blackballed before, you know, you know, he's, you never know what's going to come out of his mouth sometime, but that particular interview was set up for Kat to do exactly what he did. And that was to talk nonstop and talk about what he wanted to talk about. Cause if you saw the interview, which you said you saw, you didn't watch the whole thing, but you saw a lot of it, right? I. I, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the whole thing. I think I saw I saw a lot of clips, so right. Um, you know, I probably saw enough. Shannon, what, the premise of the show: you sit there, he sits there and interview. Now, keep in mind, Shannon's had a lot of famous people on this show. Um, a lot of comedians have been on there. You know, one of the things that was talked about during the interview, he's had Ricky Smiley on there recently. Cedric the Entertainer has been on there. You know, um, so forth and so forth. Um, Kevin Hart's been on the show. So, you know, and what he does, they sit there and they will, you know, drink. Uh, they were sipping on um, the suspensive cognac at the time. And they'll sit there and they'll sip and talk or whatever. From the moment the the interview started, Cap went in. Cap <laughs> was not. And, and, and Shannon tried to control, tried to control the interview, right? I mean, if he asked certain questions, Cat would kind of answer the questions, but then went somewhere else with some of the stuff. And then, but the one thing about Cat was basically everything he said. He said he had receipts for, and he could prove. You know, and I don't know if you noticed a lot of the stuff that he's talked about. 
you've been seeing the receipts for it. And and how many people have you seen call come out and called him a liar? Right. I mean, have you heard have you seen anybody do that? Only only person that seems to have real offense with him is the person that he always is arguing with, which is Kevin Hart. Because Kevin Hart was clowning him a little well, bit. Well, I, I mean, I think everyone who he called out had tried to discredit what he said. Yeah, but they, but could they discredit what he said? Because there's receipts all over the place. I mean, you know, he talked about how certain people were stealing jokes. He showed, I mean, when you look up, there's the joke, and it's not that mm-hmm. person tell you hear the original joke, and then you hear them tell it afterwards. You know what I mean? Some of the people that he was talking about. Um, he comes across as being a, a bit of, you know, because everybody's talked about, well, you know, Cat was on drugs, he was, he was mm-hmm. alcoholic, he was doing this, he was doing that, you know, and that might all be true. It may not be or it may not be all true, but still, you know, normally when people say things about people, if it's not true, it's just like you saw what you saw what Kevin Hart did when Tasha K was Gary was Gary released that information about him. The first thing he got, he lured up and said, we're going to sue her. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard him say, talking about suing Cat Williams. But, you know, I feel like that's a little bit different because. So I guess it's really about what you can prove. So I think there's a difference. And um, so on social media, I follow this lady and she's a lawyer and she was just talking about. um, And it's funny that I never heard it. She was talking about can jokes be copyrighted? You know, like, is it? And and I mean to be honest, I read it. I didn't understand it all, but I mean, but can legally can you steal somebody's joke and and retell it? Now, I mean, it may not be ethical, but legally, can you steal somebody's joke and tell it, or can you steal somebody's joke, modify it a little bit, and then retell it? You know what I mean? So. Um, you, so when you talk about sue, I'm, I'm curious, you know, what they would be able to sue for. Well, defamation of character, because, of course, you know, if any two of the people that Kat talked about the hardest was Steve Harvey and Kevin <laughs> Hart and Kevin right. Hart and, he, and Cedric. I'll put Cedric in there, too. Those were the mm-hmm. three people that he went at the hardest. Um. And he talked, and it's funny you brought up the whole thing about stealing jokes because that's one of the things that he was talking about with, especially Steve Harvey, Harvey and Cedric, was how they stole some of their, some of the most popular jokes that they have told over the years are jokes that were told by other comedians that they took from them, right, and used for themselves and made them. Now, of course, you know you and I talked earlier. We were talking about delivery. Of a joke or whatever. One of the funniest jokes I ever heard was the Bernie Mac joke on the Kings of Comedy with the bus driver and the, and mm-hmm. the kid. Right? Nobody tells that joke the way Bernie Mac told that joke. Right? But then I find out, of course, over the weekend, that that wasn't the first time that joke was told. Right. It was told by an unknown kid at the Apollo 
And there's a video of it. And the kid's telling the joke years before Bernie ever told it. And the kid's telling the joke. And it's the same exact joke. Now, he didn't deliver it the way that Bernie did. Of course, that's what made the joke so funny was the way Bernie delivered the joke. But it was the same exact joke. And then there was a joke from the Kings of Comedy that Cedric did. That was in, you remember the show Designing Women? Yeah, yep. I saw that clip. Taylor, yeah, he told the joke in, in Designing <laughs> Women. And the joke ended up in the Kings of Comedy. So, you know, now they said, you know, it could be flattery or whatever. But, you know, I always felt, and you and I was talking about this earlier, you know, if you're going to tell somebody else's joke, it should be preferenced by saying, you know, you know, um, you know, that I, I'm getting ready to retell a joke. One of my favorite jokes and the joke goes this way. Okay. Or, you know, you know, at least say, hey, this ain't my joke. Because... That 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 stuttering joke by Bernie Mac, um, the joke um, that Cedric told that was on um, that Meshack ta- um, Taylor talked about on Designing Women, those jokes we always associate with those particular people. You know, but Dave. Now, now I will say I disagree with that because think. Okay. Okay, and 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 I understand what you're saying, but you know I disagree with that because. One, everybody tells a joke different. So it's like, okay, can I take a piece of that joke and then make it my own? But what I also thought about when we think about music, you know how many rappers and singers will say a catch line of another rap that we've heard in another song? And it's not like, you know, so like they're not credited on the song. And I guarantee, even if they take a one line, like Drake, I think Drake is good for taking some one liners. Oh, Drake is 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 the king of it. And 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 even um, uh, Nicki Minaj. So um, so quick backstory: we were listening to music, and um, one of Nicki's songs, I think it's Monster. She said "raw raw" like a dungeon dragon, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you know that's that's from the old tribe called Quest." And my wife was like, no, it's not. That's that's Nikki's. And I'm like, no, that's what Buster Rhymes said. And I had to find the Try Called Quest song. And uh, in the Try Called Quest song, Buster Rhymes said, rah, rah, like a dungeon dragon, something, something, mm-hmm. my pants are sagging. But, you know, it's almost like, okay, does that mean Nikki has to credit Buster Rhymes? Because, I mean, what that line was a specific line. Like, you know, you're, like, you're not just going to bring that out of the air. So it's right, like, okay, right. should, should, should entertainers credit when they take a line from somebody too well that's where a lot of the issues that come in over the years as far as music and sampling and all of that kind of stuff has come through because of people you know you know if you use a line or so and you get away with it that's one thing but if you use more than one line or using bars it's it's like i was listening Mm -hmm. I, i saw something pop up on um Instagram yesterday, and it was uh, this guy. He was dancing to music, our theme song, our opening theme song, CeeLo <laughs> Green's um, "I'll Be Around." Right. But he did a mashup of the song with a gospel song um, by the Clark Sisters, and the, I, I will say it was hot. I ain't gonna lie, it was hot the way what he did with it. But the fact that he mixed the two songs together, and you'd be like. Wow, <laughs> you know, but then if you're the artist and you're listening to both artists 
CeeLo and the Clarks. Well, I should say Timberland, CeeLo, and uh, Clarks, as you say, well, what did this dude do with my song? Right. <laughs> you know, so, and that's the, that's the thing with these jokes and everything. And to see, you know, Cat said a lot during this interview. He really did. And it made you think about some things. It made you look at, it kind of makes you look at people differently. Um, now, of course, he could have threw some lies in there or whatever the case may be. But like I said, I haven't really seen anybody come out and say he's a bold-faced liar or anything. The only person, um, a lot of people are talking about um, the people he was talking about. You know, I've seen more people talking negative about Steve than anything. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Kevin. Oh, he, and, Kevin yeah, and Kevin And Kevin Hart. <laughs> and, you know, so that just kind of vindicates a lot of the stuff that he said. Now, Shannon, Shannon's whole thing and this whole thing, and J- Shannon, you could tell, he was, he was completely caught off guard about a lot of the stuff that was being said because Shannon was trying to keep the interview, you know, because he's friends with some of these people. Yeah. And Shannon's like, hold on, hold on, cat, hold on. Hold on. He said, wait, I I just asked you this or I just asked you that. But Kat just kept going in and in. You know, then he tried to change the subject. You notice he tried to change the subject a couple times and then Cat mm-hmm. would just come back in firing again, you know. Um, so I just thought it was very interesting for I think I think the reason that Shannon has gotten some shade is because there's probably real journalists who wanted to do an interview like this but couldn't because the people wouldn't talk to him. Cat's not going to talk to right uh, Barbara Walters or Walters or or Tamla Hall or somebody like that because he's worried about how they're going to try to portray him. Shannon, you know, they they basically sitting in the living room just chilling, just talking. That's what that's what they were doing. He felt comfortable. He felt he felt that he can he felt that he can open up, and that was the that was the um, form that he felt most comfortable in doing that. You know, because you could tell he held that stuff for years. Yeah. Now, on a quick side note, I will say there was somebody credible who said that everything he said wasn't the truth. Who said that? Ice Cube. When, um, well, I did see Ice Cube. Did, I did. There's a video about Ice Cube talking about the movie next Friday, mm-hmm. about about Cat and um, that, yeah, um, that the part wasn't necessarily written for him. Um, that Ricky, he, all the comedians were asked to try out for certain roles. That's what mm-hmm. he said in the thing. Yeah, and he said, "Yes, Ricky did." Um, want to try out for Money Mike and so forth. But he said, you know, and he had, um, so all of them were asked to try out for the roles that were available. He said that at, and when at the end, he just felt that Ricky was better suited for the Santa right. Claus. Yep. And that, you know, and that what you call him was better suited for Money Mike. <clears throat> um, but, you know, to say, but he didn't say, because you know how Kat was saying, I wrote the part, you know, I wrote the words mm-hmm. and all that. Stuff. He didn't say all that. He just said right. that, you know, he just felt that, you know, he was better suited, that they made the choice. It wasn't his choice, you know, so, so, but I don't know. It, it's, 
I'm sure we're going to hear more about this, and I'm sure. Uh, I don't know. You think Cat will interview? You think Cat will uh, allow himself to talk to anybody else, or do you think Cat was a was a hit and run guy? You know, he 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 said what he had to say, and he bounced. You know, and he's not going to talk to anybody else now. I mean, I don't I don't know what else I don't know what else he has to say, and I'm thinking if he has anything else to say, he's probably going to say it on his comedy tour. <laughs> well, yeah, because we know he got that coming up, so. Uh, we know that he has to. Uh, he's he's got that tour coming up, and they already said that his ticket sales are already up for the tour and all that I'm stuff. Sure. Yeah, so it could it could be a stroke of genius. It could be something that's really um making him look like a brilliant guy, you know. So, so I guess we'll see about that. But I, you know. Uh, just had to bring it up and mention it because that's that was the hot topic. I mean, you know, and it's still it's still going, you know. So everybody was waiting to see what Steve was going to say. Steve didn't address it. I don't think, and I don't know if he's going to address it. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. I guess we'll find out. So right. All right, let's move on to our next story. And I'm sure you guys have a lot to say about that that interview. I'm sure we'll hear some feedback about that. Um, our next story, um, unfortunately, back to the racism stuff again. Uh, IHOP employee fired after server refused to wait on black couple. Uh, IHOP, IHOP. IHOP, and here we are in our down south. A Texas-based IHOP is probably hiring after a waitress there was accused of refusing to serve a black couple of their uh, because of their race, leading to her firing and the termination of other staff members. Um, Keisha Mitchell told CBS News in Texas that she and her boyfriend, <laughs> Elvis Poli, went to Mesquite IHOP franchise after Christmas to celebrate the latter's 49th birthday. And they are still in disbelief on how they how their visit turned out to be something they never imagined. When we got to the restaurant, we were told that there were not going to be they were not going to be serviced because of their color. It is a shock, and your brain is not processing what you're hearing. Mitchell recorded and shared a video on social media of her and Polly's subsequent chat with the lo- location manager who said, one of our morning servers, she is she's picky. She didn't want to say she was racist. She said she's picky, noted Mitchell. No, that's not being picky if you're selecting only a certain group of people that you want to serve. The manager informed Mitchell and Poli that the waitress had 25 years of IHOP experience. <laughs> <laughs> 25 they, they, years she's been doing this. Yeah, right. I will say 20, 25 years of racism. Okay, we yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Mitchell described it as being very tra- a very traumatic experience. Unless you go through something similar, she said, you never know 
what kind of thoughts or behaviors you'll have. In a statement, um, Ant's Raper Restaurants told CBS the company has thoroughly investigated the incident and taken the necessary actions, including firing the workers involved. It said the isolated incident doesn't reflect the company's continued dedication to its guests and team members. Um, what do you think about this? Um, <laughs> Texas mesquite. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I was not, trying not I'm, to go. I was trying not to go there, but you know, some of our <laughs> some of our biggest racism stories are coming out of that area. You know, right. so. Um, you imagine being in the IHOP and and people being told that you don't want to, that you're not being serviced because of the color of your skin. No, but you know they kind of we talked about all them sundown towns, so mm-hmm. I mean, not not surprising. Wow, brother can't even get some pancakes, man. Nah, <laughs> nope. <laughs> you, you 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 better you better do DoorDash or something. <laughs> have someone else go in and get them. Do I have to go to the Waffle House? Is that what I'm right. have to do? Yeah, you know. Uh, Man, this is this is crazy. We are in 2024. Why are we talking about this stuff, man? Why is this happening? Now, <laughs> you can't even now, talk right now. <laughs> well, well, and and they remind me. So these people, did they live in that area, or they were go- going through? Or does it say? I, I think they were. In, I think that they're Texans. Um, I don't know. It doesn't say whether they lived in the area, but they they must not have been too far away because they chose that particular place to celebrate the guy's birthday. Gotcha. And, and the only reason I say that is, you know, I feel like, and I mean, you know, we don't live in an area that's, well, maybe we do live in an area that's, that's racist, but I'm sure you hear rumors like, hey, this don't go that I hop, you know, they they don't be serving black people or don't go that I hop, you know, they have black people waiting a long time or they sit them near the bathroom. So like <laughs> I wonder I wonder if they had like any premonition of those type of stories or uh, I don't know. And if and if that store is that type of story, she and the waitress and the other people that got fired are uh indicative of what the staff is like, then it's probably a good thing that they probably didn't eat there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. You know, so, cause I'd be, look, I'd be a little worried eating there. Now I'm hoping that story opened the eyes of maybe other people who of color that might've been going there and experiencing the same thing, or maybe people who were thinking about going there who won't go there now. Right. You know, so because, you know, we've had, you know, I've heard stories in the past about Denny's, you know, and and Denny's is always, you know, was one of because they were always in strange little areas or whatever. I've heard that about Denny's in the past. I've heard it about certain other places. But you figure IHOPs. The name of the place is International House of Pancakes. I mean, come on now. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, you would think that you wouldn't have that kind of issue at uh, IHOP, but then I guess it is depending on where you are. And, yeah. 
Yeah. And that's, that makes all the difference in the world. So hopefully, um, you know, if it was that blatant or whatever, I'm sure that they're probably getting legal um, help as well. And I'm sure that that company will be, because they were quick to get rid of the, they, I think they said they got rid of a manager and a couple of the wait staff. I'm sure that they did that with a quickness because they know what's probably coming next. Yeah, and, and I'm sure, and I mean, that's probably a good thing because if you go to IHOP and you have a waitress or a waiter who doesn't give you proper service and you believe because you're black, if you go to the manager and they don't do anything, then, I mean, you know, you, you might well think that the, the whole franchise, I mean, the whole uh, restaurant is in on it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. So um, I just think that it is something that uh, it's something that hopefully that we don't hear the end of as far as because you know, I'm, you know, maybe they got the waste that fired or whatever the case may be. But still, you know, your dignity and your feelings and all that stuff, you know, the emotional pain and suffering that you go through that is still real. Yeah. And, and the, the embarrassment. Yeah. And the embarrassment. So, uh, I don't know. They need to get Benjamin Crump, you know, or somebody on the, on the case and get them down there, you know? So, um, but, um, I just saw that, I saw that story and I'm still can't believe that we're still having these kind of conversations about this kind of stuff. So, but, um, I guess we'll see if anything else comes up, 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 on that particular story. Okay. All right. So we're moving into our last segment, uh, which is uh, Len's favorite part of the show. Uh, of course. Of course. Yeah, no, I, I knew you were going to say that, uh, which is Dave's Corner. And so I figured, you know, in light of, um, in light of being able to, um, you started out the show by talking about, you know, you know, um, 2024 being your year and making a bunch of money and all this kind of stuff. So <laughs> I, you I know, say that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, that's, you know, what you indicated. So I figured this would be a perfect question for you. If you had the money to build your dream house, where would it be? First part. And what would be the very the various features of the house. You know, what would be the amenities and stuff that mm -hmm. you would have that it built to your specs? Yep. So if I had my dream house anywhere and, you know, I was trying to debate, I think I would want it. And I mean, not to say I would want to live in California, but have you seen the houses in California that they're, um, they're almost like high up on the hill and you can see the ocean from probably like the back of the house. Oh yeah. Like, um, like, like Alicia like, Keys. And, and, yeah. Iron, and look, like yeah, the, yeah, like the, the Iron Man house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Iron Man house. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, I mean, I would like that type of view as far as the actual house. <laughs> um, definitely has to have a, a, a awesome basement. That basement would be like a man cave. <laughs> what would be in the basement, man? I, I'm sure I already know there'd be a theater room down there, but what else? No, nah, you know, probably wouldn't even be a theater room, but it, it would be a very large TV. 
I would mm. probably, um, well, I mean, you know, maybe like a large couch to go in front of it, a pool table to the side, maybe a bar to the other side. Do you and even the, play pool, man? Yeah, I do. Uh, have we talked about this before? No, we have not. Okay. I, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I mean, Dave, I'm I'm not no pool shark. But, yeah, okay, you know, but you I, do I'm, play. Okay. Yeah, I, mean, right, well, I, have to, well, I have to take you out one day and see how good you are. But go okay, ahead. Well, 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 Dave, like I, I, I told you, I'm I'm a, I'm a natural athlete. So you you name <laughs> you name the sport, and okay. I will compete. But I um, hear if, you. If I had a pool table, and then mm-hmm. I probably facing the TV, but on the back side of the couch, I probably have my um, my little exercise bike, my treadmill, you know, so I can like exercise and watch TV. Yeah. Uh-huh. All that Do stuff. Do your Peloton? Do your Peloton? <laughs> uh, both flex. Yep, I, I, I have my both flex bike. <laughs> okay. Um, I definitely want a nice deck or a balcony. You know, something mm. that's very nice. Have one of those little wood uh pizza burning stove and you know all the outside stuff. Of course, a nice pool. Um, in fact, I would also have an indoor, they have something called a, um, I forget what it's called. It's like, it's like an endless pool. And basically it's, um, a mini pool that's in ground inside and it has a, um, like a jet to it. So have you seen those, uh, like almost, you know, okay. You're familiar with the wave pool, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay, so it's almost like a almost like a little indoor wave pool, and what you do is you get in, and like let's say I'm six feet tall, that pool is probably about maybe nine feet long, and mm. you swim in it, but the waves push you, so it's almost like you're really swimming, but you're not really swimming because it's almost like swimming on a treadmill. But what's yeah, mo- the know, water I, is being pumped? I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have one of those. Um, of course, you know, in the bathroom, master bathroom, there'd probably be a, a nice hot tub, nice sauna. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other than that, the house would be a smart house. So I'd probably be able to control the temperature, music, the shades, you know, a lot of stuff from my cell phone. Okay. And I I think those are the the main features. Is there a certain type of style of the house, or it would be it would be one of the mod? It would be like like the Iron Man house, you know, modern design. Yeah. So I mean, it would be very modern. Everything would be well. Everything would be white. You know, probably like white (laughs) leather, um, white maybe white and silver, like a white silver color, very clean, very um minimalist so like not a lot of junk and stuff um and then probably my game room i have a lot i mean not game room in the basement i'd have a lot of nice art you know probably lining the walls and all that stuff so you know you know they you know the the little things you know i I mean i mean um it doesn't matter maybe reasonable three four Five, six hundred bedroom, you know. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Well, that sound like sound like an, uh, uh, that'd be a really nice house there, man. And, and and where you said California? So I don't necessarily want it in California, but I want that kind of like high up on the hill, overlooking the ocean view. So I think California's 
it's probably the only place that you can get that. Um, what what's above California, Washington? Oh no, but it's probably too cold up there. Yeah, you probably wouldn't want to go that way. Um, yeah, California would probably be, yeah, probably in the hills of California, you know, mm -hmm. depending on what part, San Diego or San Diego would be probably be, probably be the best area for something like that. I mean, Cal yeah. I mean, you, you know, Los Angeles, but then you got to deal. Look, of course, you work from home, so it wouldn't, I guess, right. that wouldn't be big of a deal for you. You know, you'd have to go out the house every day. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Um, I know with me, I think I would put my house probably, man, I love Corsau so much, man. That, mm -hmm. that, that area is my, it's my spot. Okay. Um, if I was if I if I was to build it and I was retired, I'd probably go to Coruscant and put the house, you know what I mean, and live mm -hmm. there. Weather's beautiful. Um so many different um people and races there. You know what I mean? You know, um it's very, very eclectic when it comes to that. Um the house would probably It'd be a modern design, a lot of glass, you know that type of thing. Um, um, I I can I, I can I can I can concur with you with being being able to see water, you know that type of thing, you know, like a ocean view. You know, I want it high up. Right, it doesn't have right. to be in the hill, but I want it high <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Um, maybe five six bedrooms. You know, four and a half baths, but I like like. There's one particular room that I would like to have. Like the bathroom would have to be. It would be huge, and it would have a jacuzzi in it. It would have like the shower with all the different shower heads. You know, <laughs> you, the water hitting you from all over. You know, uh, I mean? right, right. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. George Jesson. <laughs> yeah, that type of thing. Um. It would definitely have to be a smart house. Yeah, it definitely would have to be because, you know, where you can control everything by your phone or by your voice. You know, mm -hmm. um, I want the uh, the windows to have the, the long panel blinds that open up, you know, from the middle and open up wide, that type of thing. Um, um, nice size garage, you know, I could park park my ve uh, vehicles like i had the 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 circle driveway you know? <laughs> right. you know you know you gotta have that out front and it would have to be like i would want it to be like silver with trimmed in black so that it stand out and all the cars would be black and white you know that would be sitting out front you know um 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 i gotta have the 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 you know the the man cave um it doesn't i want everything to be on one floor though i don't i don't want to mm -hmm. i don't want to do it so i'm gonna have a room that's dedicated to that yeah you know pool table big screen tv um stereo seating um the the best music sound system that you can have where you you got that that 
that that twenty thirty thousand dollars system going through there where you can hear every instrument and every sound you know that type of thing i want the best system in there um probably had some old school games in there super mario and all that kind of stuff you know the the pac-man games and all that stuff lined up against the wall for the kids i mean that was you know that basically a lot like you i i want that i want that um pool area to have the different levels of water that kind of spill into each other gotcha you know what i'm saying yeah yeah so yeah so yeah um man if i if and and i like i would draw it out and i would want everything built exactly the way i draw drew it you (laughs) you know I want a kitchen, a big kitchen that just has all the amenities in it, everything. I probably want the silver appliances in there, you know. Right. You know, with a real refrigerator. Because, you know, the refrigerators nowadays are not worth anything nowadays. You know what I'm saying? But I want one of them big refrigerators with the double doors, the silver ones, you know. <laughs> you know. So, but that's what I would do. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I see a lot of these celebrities and they get these big houses, but it don't look like they thought out much of what they want to do with the houses. I mean, there's just a lot of house. Yeah. You know. Well, you, well, you know, what I, I, I think they get all these houses, but you almost need to have someone come decorate it for you. Or otherwise, every, every room's going to look different. And, yeah. you know, you, you're going to be missing art on the wall and all that stuff. But, you know, in the movies, though, when they show these real, like, these houses, like, what you and I are talking about, uh-huh. they be laid, too, man. I'll be like, oh, yeah. look at that house, man. I'll be like, but you never see, but in but then when you see celebrities and you see their homes, they always buy these Victorian homes or, you know, these, you know, the mansions don't look like what you see in, in there. I want something that looks futuristic. That's what I want. You know, so, well... You know, uh, so all we gotta do is get a couple million dollars. And we uh-huh. <laughs> so, so, well, I don't know. We need more than a couple million because they yeah. ain't gonna do it. Yeah, yeah. No, in fact, a couple million ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> all it's gonna do is just get you a room or two. That's all. It's right. Gonna do. But um, you guys, give us your thoughts on what you what you would do in that case. Uh, what kind? What your house would where would be and what it would look like? You know. Um, because um, I'm sure everybody has their own opinion as to what they would do if they had the money in order to build a house the way they need, they want it to be. So, all right. So that is our show for tonight. Uh, we want to thank everybody for taking the time to tune in to, a, to us and um, listen to News and Trends with Dave and Len. Um, you got anything you want to add before we sign off, sir? Nah, just, you know, again, want to wish everybody a happy new year day. One thing I heard, and I do believe it, if you have goals that you're looking to make come true, write them down and put them up somewhere where you can see them every day. Seeing is believing. Oh, okay. Look, look, yeah. look, look, at, the, look at the guy throwing some, some, some prophetic wisdom out there, you know? I, so I'm, I'm going to try and get my uh, Steve Harvey 9.55 a.m. You know, his his final, Steve, do you have any final (laughs) thoughts? (laughs) 
Yeah, Dusty goes in his, into his little sequility, uh, sequility there, um, as far as, uh, um, um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I will say, I will follow up on that. Yes, if you, if you have goals, you know, sometimes it's impossible to, to, to kind of accomplish them all at the same time. And that would be nice if we can do that. But sometimes you just got to compass, you know, this a piece of this and a piece of that and a piece of that. You try to get a, as much done as you can. It may take you into the following year or whatever the case may be. But this, every time you you feel like you, you, you made strides into some of your goals, just check it off. Okay. All right. Got this one. Still working on this one. Moving on to the next one, that type of thing, you know, so, um, so, but, you know, hopefully, uh, this time next year, when we talk again, a lot of you guys and a lot of me and Len, hopefully we have accomplished some of the goals that we have set forth for this year. So, all right, guys, that's the show. We want to thank you and we will talk to you soon. Have a good night. Talk to you later. Join us next week for another edition of News and Trends with your hosts, Dave and Lynn. 